I don't want to start us off too heavy on tonight's episode. Uh, but as of this recording just recently, a verdict was reached for the Jonathan Majors trial. Uh, some of you may have heard uh, about the trial and the things that were going on with uh, with with all of that. It was a uh, it was a whole ass mess, as as Grandma Q would say, whole ass mess. Um, Jonathan Majors, of course, he uh, this year, ironically enough, started off really really hot for him. Uh, I mean, he's a fantastic actor. Had so much promise and potential. Uh, I mean, Ant-Man 3 may not have been my dig, but I thought that his performance was really good in that. Uh, and then he had just a, a show-stealing performance in Creed 3. Obviously, he was going to continue to uh, perform as Kane the Conqueror, and he was going to be the new big bad uh, for the uh, for Phase 5. And, I mean, he's just uh, he was really developing a, a real strong, solid body of work and making a great case for himself. And uh, then, you know, uh, yeah, bitches be tripping. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny if you listen to the last few episodes we've done in Secession, because when we did the 2023 review, the verdict hadn't come in. Yep. And you were like, he might be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I think during the holiday special review, I brought it up. And uh, that was like the day the news came out. Yep. And then here we are. Yeah, and now here we are. So uh, let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you prefer that Marvel recast the role, or would you prefer that they just sweep Kang under the rug and move on? Great question. Um, there's been a lot of talk about that, right? And so my thoughts on it are this. Uh, whether they decide to move on and, and go with Dr. Doom, which I know is a really popular option, whether they decide to recast Kang and continue on with that and go through with Kang Dynasty. For me, honestly, uh, it's irrelevant if the quality of their movies and TV shows continue the way that it is. Right. Um, that's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, like, and then, and unfortunately, that's where we're at. Like, if we were still talking about like you know phase three quality, I'd be like, oh man, I think that they can, you know, they can continue on with Kang. You know, it won't be the first time that they've recast somebody in a pretty big role in the MCU, right? You know, uh, ironically, uh, you know, tonight, you know, we'll be talking about Aquaman two and uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen the uh, second. He's uh, he's uh, another really phenomenal actor. Uh, obviously, he's got a few a uh, few villain chops that uh, that he has. Uh, I'm a really big fan of his, and I just want to say that in terms of recasting King the Conqueror, I'll do it for half the price of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, yeah, yeah. Hey, Marvel, if you guys are looking to recast, you know, I mean, I'll do it. For, I'll do it for the low, for the low, low. If uh, if they're looking to recast. Um, I would love to see them get John David Washington mm. because I think mm-hmm. that this would be right up his alley. Yeah, he could show off a lot of range. You know, not to play like the nepotism role, right? But let's say that the rumors were true a few months ago that Marvel was talking with Denzel for a big 
broke because that was a, a rumor flying around some time ago. I mean, I can see a world where Denzel is like, I wasn't really interested about to you, and I'll, I'll do your role if you make sure you cast my son. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they could cast both of them as mm-hmm. Kang, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, like oh, hell, they, they could cast could... both of them as Magneto if that was the original plan for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was just like they could play like different right. er- eras, uh, like yeah. different versions of him. That would be. I mean, that's a lot of money, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. but like, yeah, I mean. You bring Denzel in for the, like, you know, I'm going to sit down at the table with you. Mm-hmm. And then for, like, the stunt-heavy stuff, you yeah. use, you know, John. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that would be amazing. But, like, once again, you know, and I'll reiterate what you said. This is all completely irrelevant mm-hmm. if the person putting the pen to paper isn't looking after the characters yeah. or the story. Yeah, and, you know, that's why when people have been pushing the whole, okay, let's just scrap Kang and go with Doom, I'm like, are you sure you want Doom now? I Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is my thing, right? Yeah. The way I feel about Fantastic Four mm-hmm. is they have to get that right more than they had to get anything right. Yep. I sat right here at this table about a year ago and said the same thing about Quantumania. Yeah. Yeah. I said they have to get Kang's first appearance right. They absolutely must do so. And they fucked it completely up. All the way up. All the way up. <laughs> That's another button. I'm going to put that on the list. <laughs> yeah, all the way up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I can sit here until I'm blue in the face and say, yes, Marvel – you know, has to put so much care into this. They have to get this right. The same thing could be said for Blade. Mm-hmm. The same thing could be said for Daredevil, which yep. they had to fire everyone. I mean, granted, <laughs> at least that happened. Yeah, yeah. I want to know how bad that show was. Right. That, like, She-Hulk got out the door. Right. <laughs> and this didn't. I hear that Loki season two, we have not watched it yet. Yep. Everything I hear, though, is like the first episode or so is not good. Like, it's meh. Mm-hmm. And then it's phenomenal. That's also what I've heard. And, and, and like, I, I need to watch that, and maybe my cynicism will come down yeah. a little bit. But I don't like this Mar- Marvel doing this, like, Windows versions where we get, like, some absolute dog shit and then, like, something <laughs> that's good. And they go back and forth. Like, um, you know, I... Like I, I, I really need Marvel to show me that they can hit one out of the park. Do I think that's gonna be, you know, uh, do I think it'll be Deadpool three? Probably, but I mean, if it's the same thing as like No Way Home, mm-hmm. where we're just gonna get this tentpole yeah. stellar movie and then a couple of years of just filler rubbish, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not here for that. And and yeah. That that sort of mentality does not feed into a story arc like Thanos had. Right. Thanos was barely on screen until he was right in their faces. Oh yeah. It's so like, with Kang, they had the opportunity to put all these like stepping stones in and have mm-hmm. him be a lot more present than Thanos ever was. So really they had an easier path. Yeah. And they had all these established franchises and shit. Right. You, know? you think about where they had to work from originally compared yeah. to what they have now. They have everything going for them. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean I don't know, man. Like 
they can they can dig up fucking the corpse of Hugh Jackman. Nothing <laughs> nothing against Hugh Jackman. I think he's gonna fucking nail it because he nails everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they can drag Tom Holland in. They they can sign him to ninety movies. They can get Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you're not willing to put somebody in charge who is going to put the integrity of the characters at the forefront, um, I'm going to go... Did you and I talk about uh, Iman Vellani's answer? Did we talk about that interview uh, with her? I don't think so. So somebody asked her, trying to remember the exact phrasing of the question, but they basically were like, what does she think that the um, the MCU like needs to mm. to do going forward from here? And she had an incredibly good answer. And she was like, um, "The main thing that they have to do is make people care about the characters." Yeah. If they don't care about the characters, then the story you write is means nothing. Right. And I'm like, can you fucking text your boss that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got his number. Right. But no, that's 100 percent the correct answer. Yeah. And. You know, going back to earlier, what you said about how, you know, are we just going to every few years get like this incredible tempo movie for the MCU and then go back to mid or, or, or worse, you know? And it got me thinking, like, obviously, next year, 2024, the uh, the only MCU movie release we're getting is Deadpool 3. And it's like this, okay, if Deadpool 3 is this incredible movie that can live up to the hype, I think it's going to have a similar... Maybe issue is the wrong word, but it's going to have a similar feel as to Guardians 3, where even if it's incredible, people will kind of disassociate that from the greater MCU. No matter how many Easter eggs or references they try to put in there. Right. Well, because it's like, okay, Deadpool's an amazing concept, right? But Mm -hmm. less is definitely more with this character. Agreed. So can you put him in an Avengers? Absolutely. But, like, he can't be on the screen all the fucking time. No. Okay. All right. So cool. You got Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Okay. Rumors are that him and um, uh, geez, uh, my brain just like melted. Um, uh, uh, the original Tobey uh, Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. That him and Tobey Maguire Spider Man are going to be like the main characters, like mm-hmm. the kind of point of view characters for. Secret Wars, yeah. right? At least for the beginning. And I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then they're done. So what does that do for you in the long run? Like, yep. it'll put asses in the seats. So, like, yeah, can you use that movie to uh, put a, a Kamala out there and give and, mm-hmm. and boost her up and maybe help her recover from the shit storm that she just got buried under? Yeah, put some separation between her and that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, can you use this to, um, to to build up Shang Chi and yeah. make him a stronger character? Um, can you use this to to build up a future villain, a future mm-hmm. arc? If if you have somebody who's crafty enough to do all that, by all fucking means, do it, or yeah. or to successfully for the first time launch a goddamn Fantastic Four movie franchise because they have to get that writer. It's done. It's Dark Phoenix done. Mm -hmm. You won't see anybody attempt that storyline on the big screen again during our lifetimes. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can, like I said, you know, you can get Pedro Pascal. Make us care about these characters Mm -hmm. or, or it's all for nothing, you know? And, and, and this whole, okay, who can we get, who can we bring back to, to get asses into the seats? 
the MCU was not about that. Right. They started off with a bunch of no-name characters that yep. people didn't give a shit about. Yep. A bunch of no-name actors plus RDJ. Mm-hmm. And they ended up making an amazing trilogy that has a fucking tree and a fucking raccoon in it. <laughs> you can't play this, who can we get to do this? That's right. that's the Fox bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's Sony bullshit. Yeah. That's, oh, we can get Michael Keaton to be the vulture in our post credit scene and we'll put him in the trailer. <laughs> and it means nothing. Nothing, yeah. Shout out to you, Morbius. It's Morbin time. Man, that's still... <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the Star Wars holiday special of of, uh, of superhero movies. <laughs> Good God! Yeah, it's something. I don't know, man. Um, our our or our main event here tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. You said mid or less, and so that made me think about <laughs> the topic. So last night, um, and just to preface everyone here, last night, um, Ace and myself, we went to go see. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know if I love the fact that, like, Marvel started this with uh, with Thor, uh, with Dark World, actually, which is ironic, um, where they they stopped putting the numbers in there. Mm. Right? Because mm. you had Iron Man 1, 2, yep. and then 3, and then they were like, instead of Thor 2, we're going to do Thor the Dark World. Yeah. And then they did Captain, Captain America and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. And, um, and and so like that's kind of become a thing, I guess, because they don't want to they don't want them to seem like trilogies, mm-hmm. right? Um. So yeah, I mean, we went to go see this movie last night, and we actually have not discussed it at all. Yeah, we haven't uh, spoken to each other about this. We sat right next to each other the whole time, and uh, yeah, when and we watched the whole thing. So we didn't review it last night because we weren't able to see it until. Pretty late. We got out of the theater after midnight. Yeah, it was today when we got out yeah. of the theater. <laughs> and so here we are now doing our review. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. By the way, this is also the movie we've been waiting on to release so that I can finally put out the uh, Superhero Homies Award uh, poll for all of you guys to go ahead and uh, and vote for. So uh, by the time most of you hear this episode... The, uh, the poll will be available for you guys to go ahead and cast your votes in. Uh, you guys are going to have some time uh, because What If Season 2 actually just came out, uh, which I also had to add to the list of, of nominations. Uh, so you guys can go ahead and start uh, watching that. Uh, they're releasing one episode a day for nine days, so that's going to be <laughs> fucking interesting. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, with that being said, we'll go ahead and do a proper introduction here. Homies, new and old, one and all, I welcome you to a very special episode of the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and today I am here with my good friend, my brother, the homie Caleb. Caleb, welcome back. What up, what up? We are here not to review something that we knew was awful going in, (laughs) uh, not to go on about all of the intricacies of the uh, current state of comic book movies or video games, even though our cold open was about just that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, we could we damn near have enough to do a comic news episode with the uh, Insomniac oh, yeah. leak. Oh my! We, we didn't even talk about <laughs> talk about that. Yeah, that that might have to wait for another day. Yeah, because um, that's a whole episode, I think. But um, 
That being said, uh, I am very happy that we're here to just bring you a good old-fashioned movie review. Yeah. And uh, I think this is where we need the reading of the rules. We do. So the reading of the rules are as follows. The first portion of this episode will be spoiler-free. So if you have not seen Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, no need to worry. We will not spoil anything that wasn't mentioned or shown in the trailer. And then there will be a pause in the action where we will meander and we will speak on other things for a brief period of time. And then we will resume with the spoiler field section. We so can that, talk about the Insomniac thing during the, the interlude. That we can. Yeah. yeah. So stick yeah. around if you uh, want to hear about that too. Absolutely. There's some shit going on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, homies, welcome to the spoiler-free section of the Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom review. Ooh, boy. Okay, so this is, for those of you who don't know, this is officially the last movie in the DC Extended Universe. So uh, this is it. Uh, moving forward, the next thing you see with a DC logo on it will either be Matt Reeves' Batman sequel or will be uh, James Gunn's uh, Superman movie, uh, both of which are not connected to the DCEU. So, yeah, these will be the DC universe. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> maybe this is just me being optimistic again. You think I learned after all these years, but it can only go up from here. You know? <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, did you see that they didn't even do a red carpet for this movie? I saw that. Yeah. They basically is, had some, they, they put out some snacks. Yeah. They had like a little <laughs> table, you know, with one of those, uh, uh, kind of like paper soft, uh, Tablecloths they put over it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, uh, yeah, they had a bowl of pretzels. We've had D&D sessions with better catering folks. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we literally have. We though. really have, yeah. yeah. It's not, we're not joking about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was um, that was sad, man. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I'm not going to string you guys along here. I mean, I think that this movie is, is marginally worse than the first one. Um, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the first one. I thought that at, at its best, it was okay. And at its worst, it was extremely tropey and, and eye rolling. And, you know, but, you know, the first one to his credit, I mean, it did well financially made over a billion dollars. And then we come around to the sequel here and they really, to me, seem to try to recapture that same energy they didn't really try to explore any more depth to the characters they didn't really try to build more upon the lore and this is no pun intended before i even say this they didn't try to go with any more depth they just tried to go wider and in doing so you just give us a bunch more stuff that we don't particularly care about there i think there was the these movies have always had potential for me, right? With all of the paper thin lore that they introduce about like the Atlantean culture and their history and their kingdoms and the tridents, they've always had so much that they could potentially draw upon. But these movies are so one dimensional that if you go into them looking for anything other than a, a popcorn flick, you're going to be disappointed. Right. Um, and so that that I just had to go ahead and get off my chest, Caleb. What are your initial thoughts about this movie? I think that um, 
you didn't say anything I disagree with, right? Like, I mean, your typical Hollywood superhero sequel, right? Mm-hmm. You typically want to add at least like one power, right? Like, you you know, obviously, like for that first origin story, whatever you want to take, like you want to take that that hero, that protagonist, and you want to get the core of who they are, mm-hmm. and maybe like a few basic abilities that are easy for the audience to for to comprehend, right? That you can translate on the screen. And you do that so that you can leave yourself room to explore more aspects of this character, both who they are and what their power set is in the sequel. And then hopefully you can do that again in a in a in a in a threequel, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, Spider Man Three might be a terrible movie, but they n- knew what the fuck I was just talking about just now. Yeah, you know. Uh, this is one of those movies, you know. As we were watching it, and like I have to turn my brain all the fucking way <laughs> off <laughs> to enjoy this mm-hmm. uh, in any way, because if I even put it at one percent, it will begin melting. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. I will add. I watched the Star Wars Holiday Special as like the last <laughs> thing I really watched before this. Yeah. So that helped it. Agreed. A good. A good bit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gave, it, it, it gave us some padding. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The reason that the first movie is fun, even if it is fucking tropey, right, mm-hmm. is because Jason Momoa is having a blast. Yep. And if you just eat your popcorn and sink back into your comfy chair, mm-hmm. you'll have a little fun too. Just by osmosis, you'll just have a little fun. Yeah. He doesn't. I mean, for I'd say the first act at least, he seems bored out of his mind in this one. Oh well, I had a different problem with Jason Momoa in this movie in the sense that I don't think he tried. No, I uh, mean... He was just like... It, okay, so granted, right, all of his Aquaman appearances have been you know, just a version of Jason Momoa, right? Right. But, but this is just Jason Momoa. Right. There, there's nothing else here. Yeah, no. Um, and it was to the point, right, where about halfway through the movie, I was looking at like you know, two of our main leads, and I was like, if they're going to make Jason Momoa Lobo, they might as well just make Patrick Wilson Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, um, uh, we're skipping around a little yeah. bit, but if there is a bright center to this movie, it's Patrick Wilson. Agreed. And I, I yeah. love yeah. Dorm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, it, it was to the point where I wish they had given him more to do, you know, just because, like, his... And again, I know, like you said, we're jumping around here, but like you know, with, with with his arc here in this movie, again, they have potential to really go places with it, to really uh, get a, a bit more complex, not convoluted, but just get a bit more complex with this character, right? Yeah, and uh, but they just don't. No, yeah, I mean, exactly, yeah. They they have this opportunity to to do all this cool exploration and like mm-hmm. see how like. Uh, his time has like changed him and things like that, but um, we literally get a, a a fucking scene change, and then he's right back to the way he was at the end of Aquaman one, mm-hmm. literally with a splash. <laughs> and it's like, what are you guys doing here? And you know, I, I tried to do the Morbius thing, right, where I was like, mm-hmm. I bet this movie would have been Gangbusters in '99. 
But then I thought about it, and I was like, if this movie came out in 99, we actually probably would have opened with, like, some deep-sea researchers that were in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. And then Arthur would have, like, summoned, like, some cool-ass fish to, like, help them, right? right? And then we would have got some kind of scenario where, you know, maybe he, maybe they go the whole thing where he's at home with the kid, whatever. Yeah. Some bad shit happens in Atlantis because he wasn't there, right? And then he probably would have got a new suit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like an actual upgraded suit, not like a, you're going to use this suit for one scene. Right. He probably would have, they probably would have broke his trident. He probably would have had to go get a new trident made. Yep. Right? (laughs) A new cooler trident. Right, right. Got to go the Thor route sometimes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the movie would have ended with the good guy and the bad guy fighting it out. Mm Mm-hmm. And the good guy would have won and the bad guy would have lost. Yeah. If it came out in 99. We didn't, like, I don't know what it is about the people that write these movies that just think that what I just said doesn't work. Yeah. Granted, it's not what we necessarily want, Mm -hmm. but I'll fucking take it over all these random ass things they try to do. As soon as I, like, like I don't want to get into spoilers, obviously, in this section, but as soon as I saw that fucking baby on the screen, mm-hmm. I knew we were just going to get another Fast and the Furious movie underwater. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's probably kind of the best way to sum it up, really, is in terms of, like, what this movie is all about, like, the feel of it. And uh, I, it doesn't even feel to me that it has the scope or scale of the first one, either. No. I mean, the plot literally is just... How can we get from this set piece to that set piece? Yes, one yeah. you can you feel that through the mm-hmm. movie hard. I mean, like I was trying not to analyze the the movie. <laughs> I really was trying to, but I was like, motherfucker, they're literally just doing like it's they're they're putting the bare minimum in here just to get to the next big set piece, right? Uh, since we're talking about the cast, yeah, I will also add that this may be the first time that I. Got sick of Randall Park, man. Yeah, I so I uh, first of all I didn't really look much into this movie, so I didn't even know who's going to be in I it. I didn't either. <laughs> and uh, and then you know when we got him, I was like, okay, so he's here for you know kind of a glorified cameo, and I was thinking you know good for the guy. He's he stays getting a paycheck in Hollywood. He's always working, and he's always good. He's I always like him. good. He's charismatic. Yeah. Oh yeah, he tries. Mm-hmm. He, him as uh, Kim Jong Un was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot he played Kim Jong. <laughs> yeah, I, that might be my favorite role. Of his actually, his MCU work is good. Oh yeah, agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Office episode he was in yeah. was fucking. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I, I'm with you, man. Like it was, um, it was to the point where, like, at a certain point, I was just kind of tired of seeing this character. Like, why are you still here? He has a lot of screen time. Right. And every he time. You have more than Orm. <laughs> yeah. Right. And every time we see. His character's name is Dr. Sheen. It, it is a character from the comic books. I had to refresh myself because I haven't read, you know, any Aquaman since the first one came out, which was five years ago. Uh, and, and so his character is actually from the comic books. And because I completely for, fucking forgot that. But every time we see his character, I'm thinking, oh, well, this is it. 
and then he's back. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought he was going to die in the in the opening. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his character is uh, like the, the problems with his character is something that is widespread throughout the entire movie, and that is there's no depth to any of these characters. The the closest one that has any depth would be maybe Orm. Yeah. I mean, even even Black Manta, extremely one-dimensional, which, again, sucks because I really like Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. I think he's tremendous. Yeah, I was going to bring him up next. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved the little bit of him we got in the first movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is going to be an incredible villain for the second I movie. thought so, too. Apparently, whoever wrote this movie didn't think so. Yeah. Um, it'd basically be like, uh, to make a comic book comparison, you know how in, like, Age of Ultron, like, Hawkeye was, like, kind of a standout, Mm -hmm. you know, because everybody was like, oh, he's the fucking guy with the bow. Right. And so one of the few things in Age of Ultron that they really, really got right was him. Mm -hmm. And, like, the movie really focused on him, and everybody left that movie like, oh, fuck you. Like, we all about some Hawkeye. Like, his his stock went up. Mm -hmm. This would be like if you got Age of Ultron, and, and then you got his role in Avengers 1. Right after that. Right. Uh, yeah. Know? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what happens to him here is he gets Avengers 1 Hawkeye. He does. Yeah. You know, without spoiling too much, that's that's exactly what happens here. <laughs> yeah. You that's- get about 45 seconds mm-hmm. of him being the character from the first movie. Yep. And after that, he is a fucking walking plot device. I mean, like, they... They did everything evil they could with this character. They went to the evil Emporium R Us for evil decorum. You know, they went. <laughs> I actually said to you, yeah. when they bring out their fucking yeah. submarine, I was like, if this ain't an evil villain submarine, I don't know what it is. Like, this is like evil villain submarine 101. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if sea Nazis are a thing, but man, this was probably like. At least from like a uniform aspect, it just reminded me of what I think sea Nazis would look like. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and it was just, it was one of those things where, so like, okay, you know, for, for the sake of this, you know, section of the review, and, you know, what you guys can ascertain from the trailers, our main villain is Black Manta in this movie. That's not, that's not a spoiler. But, you know, when you watch this movie, and you see, like, he's got all these resources and all these people working with him and with the exception of Randall Park's character no one seems to question the morality of anything he's, that he's doing yeah he just he he pulled a palpatine <laughs> he just found a fuck ton of like really evil people right <laughs> and they're all they're all all too happy to assist in his fucking nefarious plans yeah his plan which you know uh will if he you know uh gets it off like into the planet, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I noticed that shit, too. Mm-hmm. They tried to add a little bit of depth to, like, the one chick that yeah. was, like, his lieutenant or whatever. Stingray, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that happens to be in, like, everywhere at once, like, all the time. Oh. Like, you know? She was in that movie, or you mean, No, like no, she, I mean, oh. in this movie. Oh, yeah, okay. She's literally everywhere. She's, like... On the sub, and then mm-hmm. she's driving one of the octopod and, things. Yeah, and, and then, then she's fighting. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. She she was kind of everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did she teleport? Is that one of her powers that <laughs> just didn't show us? Or... I, I will yeah. admit, uh-huh. I thought the uh, little octobot things, little octopus ships, yeah. those were cool. 
Those, those were cool. Uh, they gave me Batman and Robin vibes. I was like, I totally would have bought that action figure. Oh, I mean, speaking of action figures, I think that explains why we get kind of the the costume changes that we get sometimes. Yeah, you know, for for author, you know, Aquaman just kind of inexplicably changes clothes for paper thin reasons. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. So, you know, looking at this movie here and, and comparing it to the first one, you know, I was thinking about like the uh, the visuals. And I think that the visuals were better in the first one. And it, and it may just be by a very small margin, maybe negligible at best. But I, I still think that, and I think a lot of it had to do with like a lot of it being in the dark in the first one. Uh, James Wan, the, the uh, director, you know, he really cut his teeth on like horror films. Yeah. You know? And there's a moment in the first one where we get introduced to a group of uh, villains called the Trench, which are like, you know, these mindless, monstrous fish creatures, right? Right. And, uh, I mean, very cool Aquaman villains, and, and they included them in that first movie in what was admittedly a very cool scene. And it, it looked great, you know, especially in, in the in the nighttime scene that we got in that movie. We don't really get anything of the equivalency of that. Or like at the end of Aquaman 1, when we get the, uh, the Orm and Aquaman fight scene, while I may have hated how we got there, I really enjoyed the fight scene between those two. Yes, and I, I, I and I really enjoyed the look of Orm in that. I did not think going into Aquaman one that Orm's look from the comic books would translate into live action. It did. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, um, I mean, the only good fight scene in this movie is really good. Mm-hmm. But it's so quick, and you yep. want it to you. I wanted uh, five minutes of same, that shit. Same, because it's yeah. like I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, if you want me to be six, right, I can do that. <laughs> if you want to build this whole movie up for just this yeah. and and have this badass fight, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's like, go. I mean, obviously, you can't give me anything else. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like. This is picking up. Right. Are, we, are, are we gonna get some business here? Yeah, and I'm like, we are. And then it was over. Like, I was like, okay, I, I could have given you guys like a cheat code. Like, if you have to do it, I'm not saying that you should, but if you have to, just you know, watch like Civil War, right, and give <laughs> us like Iron Man versus Cap and 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 Bucky, you know, and just just kind of give us your version of that. Yeah, you know, uh, but no, they didn't. And I don't really know why, but like you said, I know the fight scene you're talking about, and I agree. Uh, I thought that it was a tremendous 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the, here's the other thing, too, and, and I don't consider this a spoiler. He yeah. does not have the fucking trident for... He had the trident more in the first movie mm-hmm. when he didn't start out with it Yeah, than he did in this movie. Somehow. He just leaves it behind, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Doesn't need it. <laughs> Speaking of being left behind, uh, Amber Heard. God <laughs> damn it. So, like, it's interesting, right? Because they cut her out of the, all the marketing. She's yep. only in, like, the trailer for a split second. Yep. She is in this movie a lot, folks. More than what, a lot more than what you would think. And that's a that's another thing that Elon Musk ruined. <laughs> because, really, he told Warner Brothers, like, he would come after them, basically, if they took her out of the movie. They're still on good terms, uh, Elon and Amber. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah. Fucking weird. Okay. 
Right. I guess she never pooped in his bed. I guess not. Oh, maybe she did, and he liked that. Yeah, shit. maybe yeah, he yeah. might be into it. I don't yeah. know. He's a weird fucking guy. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Amber Heard. Uh, she's in this a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, so here's the thing, right? Like, I, I'm a little hesitant to say that she's in it a lot. She is in it way more than I expected, or wanted, or wanted. <laughs> That's but, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The reason I can't say that she's in it a lot is because it is extremely obvious that they cut out 85% of her scenes. They had to have, yeah. yeah. I mean, she does, she only has maybe six, seven lines of dialogue. Yeah. And the rest of it is like she shows up and casts a spell, mm-hmm. and that and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, uh, of things like cuts and things, you know they did some reshoots. Yeah. The fight scene from the very beginning, like the opening, mm-hmm. that had to have been a reshoot. It was the worst looking thing in the movie. It looked awful. You're right, like because if you look at that fight scene compared to like what we got at the end, you know, it's like there's no way that that was done by the same stunt coordinator. Yeah, I mean, same it was cinematographer. It was know. terrible. Yeah, um, and also just kind of nonsensical. Like I guess they just wanted to open up with some kind of action. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it also kind of makes me think about the fact that. Going back to the characterization of Arthur in this movie, he is. So I think that I figured something out here. There's a thing that's done with uh, like Hollywood protagonists when writers no longer know what to do with them. If you were kind of like uh, the strong stoic or, or badass type, by the time you get to a sequel, they're just going to completely goofify you. Yeah. And that's what happened to Arthur here. Like he's, don't get me wrong, he's always had his funny moments, but they were kind of more organic in like Justice League or. This in, is not the, the same one. character from the Snyder Cut. No, no, not at all. Uh, this Aquaman, he's fucking, he's giggly and he's goofy, and you know, without uh, without due respect to uh, Jason Momoa, I mean, the guy's always in great shape, but he's not as he's not in that Aquaman one shape. Right. And, and and it's kind of it's kind of obvious because they keep them covered up throughout like the entire movie. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, I think it was like a few weeks ago. It was uh, Jason Momoa, right? He was, uh, you know, uh, picking at uh, Chris Hemsworth. He was like, you see, he was looking at like the uh, he was in the orange suit from the movie. It's like you see, like padded suit. You know, you don't have to fucking, you know, do all the work. And and Chris Hemsworth's in like some fucking gym video of him fucking. <laughs> 28 inch arms or whatever he's got yeah and it was like I'd rather have the real thing uh, but no I just wanted to uh, to point that out there because it was uh, I think that the orange suit looked great on him you know patterned or not yeah uh, but I kind of wish they just stuck with that for the entire movie instead of that stealth suit or whatever we got that we got for like one scene yeah yeah look <laughs> Say what you want about Joel Schumacher. But he knows <laughs> that at the beginning of the third act, That's, all the superheroes get a new suit. Yeah. And yeah. it's a better suit than the old suit. And, and you don't have to explain why. Yeah. It's, it's just better. It's just better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like getting a, it's like getting a new pair of shoes. You know? Yeah. 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 They, we know they don't actually make you run faster. But they do. But, but they're new. Yeah. See? Exactly. Everyone, everyone knows that. Yeah. Um... At least I didn't put aqua nips. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, I could. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I thought that 
a lot of the dialogue here felt like first draft dialogue. Oh, the dialogue was like, like, like the George Lucas prequels are bet like, like miles better in terms <laughs> of dialogue than this movie. Yeah, and I'm like in the moment, right? As I'm hearing some of this dialogue, I'm thinking if you had just said this instead. It, you would have conveyed the same message, but with the, without the cringe. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of those moments. Yeah, um, you know, to 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 not not to you know stay just completely in the negative here. I will say that the pacing, even mm-hmm. though they are just jumping from one set piece to the next, yeah, it, the pacing was was I think better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it it the movie doesn't ever really slow down, and that's kind of to its detriment at times. Yeah. But I, I will say that there's never like a a lull where there's just nothing happening. I mean, they're always putting something new in front of your face, whether you think it's dumb or not. Mm-hmm. So, so we know that they did reshoots, right? But you have to wonder how far along into this process before they realized that this was going to be like the last hurrah, and, and if they knew at a at a good time where they could still do something different. You have to wonder, like, why didn't they just swing for the fences? Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, there were versions of the script that had Diana and Bruce. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't you just go for it if it doesn't matter? Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, this is the last hurrah. We're not getting anything else regardless. Just fucking go for it. And and by the way, folks, like, um, you know, you haven't seen this movie yet. If if you're looking for there to be some grand send-off for, like, the DCEU, it does not fucking exist. There's not even a mention. They don't even name drop anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's to the point where at the end of the movie, they actually talk about New York. Yeah. Like, they don't even bother being like, Metropolis. Metropolis or Gotham. Yeah, I yeah. peeped that too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, they just did not give a fuck. Like, yeah. y- this movie, y- you would you could watch it and, 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 and not, if you didn't know that it was supposed to be part of the DCEU, there's no indicator in the movie whatsoever. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. They not. don't reference the, the, the Justice League stuff. They don't no. reference yeah. any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they never talk about any of that shit. And, you know, you have to wonder, what, like, are they, like, at this point is, is like, Warner Brothers, are they still afraid to mention anything Zack Snyder did? Is that is that the case here? Or are they afraid of which version of Justice League to mention? Right. You know? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Uh, Zack Snyder not having a great week either. So. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he's he's also not. Uh, I have not seen Rebel Moon yet. I'm gonna check it out to see if it's. I'm just. I'm. I'm not gonna watch this cut. We know 100 percent that he's gonna have a an R-rated director's cut coming. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna wait for that. And that's and, true. And not to get off on this tangent, but yeah. I'm like, this isn't the Justice League. Like. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't have to go. Oh, we got to put this in uh, a movie theater. Yeah. If Zack Snyder wants to make a fucking three and a half hour, fucking NC seventeen rated, mm-hmm. fucking uh, Star Wars with Black Jack and Hookers for your streaming service, just let him make that out the gate. Yeah. I mean, like the, you know, the movie's on Netflix now. Yeah. You know, so I'm like. Whatever he wanted to make, they should have just let him make whatever that was. And he apparently made that first. Like, oh. like he actually already has the finished Snyder cut. Yeah, I think they just wanted there to be a Snyder cut because it's a popular <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just gonna wait for the real movie. That might be best. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'll check it out regardless to see like we're on the uh, you know the the Snyder scale one to ten. Like we're on the the Snyder cut Justice League Watchmen scale or like the the sucker punch. Like where where is Rebel Moon on that spectrum? From what I have been reading, it is at the bottom of the sucker punch scale. <laughs> um, my personal opinion of Zack mm-hmm. Snyder is I think if you have something like Watchmen mm-hmm. and you can say, here's this graphic novel, yeah, go shoot it. Yeah. He will make you a beautiful film. Yeah. But if you go, hey, loosely base a movie on this, or hey Zach, what what ideas you got today? You are fucked. Like you got you got nothing. I mm-hmm. I, I I I like Zack Snyder from a cinematography standpoint. Right. I think he's one of the best to ever do it. But do I think he knows fucking anything about character or story structure? I think he's a complete fucking moron when it comes to that. <laughs> like, there's no way that he actually sat down and read bat, uh, fucking um, uh, Dark Knight Dark Returns, Knight Returns mm-hmm. and then Batman versus Superman was in any way based off of it. Yeah, I like. I know what they said, right? But I never believed that that was supposed to be his interpretation of that graphic novel. Uh, I think that he just had notes from DC, and then he. Oh no he yeah. he said that I was in the room. Well, I was there. Well, you know that's the thing though, right? Like, and, and not to go off on another tangent here, but it's like I've seen so many shots from these different panels at San Diego, where where they be Hugh Jackman standing up and saying, "I got three words: old man Logan." And then the end result is a movie called Logan that's really good, but has nothing to do with old man Logan, right? You know, or. Uh, you know, uh, shit. There, there were some other ones from different comic book movies. You know, but Dark it's like, Dar- oh, <laughs> I think I purposely like <laughs> deleted that. Yeah, yeah, that file was gone. Uh, but it's like at, at this point now, I, I don't know. I don't really know what to what to take from people when they say, "Yeah, I'm I'm adapting this," you know, from this graphic novel. I don't know. Uh, was it? We were talking about Aquaman. We were. Um- I mean, before we score this thing yeah, and, and move on to the spoiler section, is this the worst film in the DCEU? Like, where would you rank it? This is not the worst film in the DCEU because we still got Birds, Birds of, Prey. of Prey. Yeah. Um, trying to think of. I don't know that it's, uh, I don't think it's better than The Flash, but I do think that, the expectations for the Flash were a lot higher. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> like my expectations yeah. for this movie were in the dirt. So yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm about to go watch this terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely you know, for me, it's down there, but it's it's not the worst DCEU movie. Is it better than Wonder Woman eighty four? I would still say no. I think that I think there were more moments in '84 that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, At least the fucking dialogue. Right. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think that this is better than the original Suicide Squad. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, not not the James Gunn. Yeah. And I think it's better than Birds of Prey. Yeah. And it's better than the Justice League. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah. 
trying to think of some other ones because I'm sure there there are, but I just can't even think of all all of them right now. Uh, you got Black Adam, The Flash, mm-hmm. um, Wonder Woman, Justice League. That's uh, right, both Wonder Woman, Batman versus Superman, yes, Man, Man of Steel. Steel. I guess there's not it's it's been around so long, but there's not that many movies. No, there's really not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's probably a good spot for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Shazam. I oh yeah, to. both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sh- Shazam too is bad, but I I don't think it's this bad. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like I think that there's still better character moments in Shazam too. Yeah. Um. And Megan Good is in it, so there's always right. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, I think it's better than Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle yeah, is fucking yeah. awful. Yeah, I think it's better than that. <laughs> like, if I had to watch one movie or the other again, I'm definitely choosing this one. You know, Blue Beetle is like that, that weird in-between point, right? Because that was... That movie was made, literally, it was made for TV. That's not me picking at it. It was made yeah. for TV. And then they decided to do a theatrical release on it, which, you know, ends up costing them more money because of marketing and all that. So, not really sure where they went that route. Really, I, I'll be honest, man. Yeah. You know, when, when they canned Batgirl or whatever, David mm-hmm. Zaslav was like, if it's going to hurt our brand, we're not going to put it out. Then how the fuck do they put this movie out? Were they just like, we got Jason Momoa, that'll make us some money? I think they were, yeah, banking off what the first one did. I don't think DC expected to make a billion dollars off Aquaman 1. I'm sure as fuck didn't. No, no, no. (laughs) But you know, the the box office projections for this movie are Mm -hmm. lower than the Marvels. Yeah, yeah. Woof. And and ladies and gentlemen, we went to the nice theater Mm -hmm. on opening night. There was like 10 people there. Yeah, yeah. It was not good. Uh, granted, it was ten o'clock, but still for an, an opening night for a superhero movie, it was yeah. It was pretty fucking barren in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. The ten o'clock for Infinity War was packed. <laughs> I know because I went back and watched the movie again. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um we about ready to score this one? Yeah, man. Okay. Uh I'll let you go first on this one. What do you got? This movie fails brutally as a send-off for the DCEU, uh, which I wasn't really fond of to begin with, so you know I'm not shedding any tears or losing any sleep on that. As a sequel to Aquaman 1, I guess it is serviceable at best. Um, I think that all of the characters, Arthur included, are all like completely like just disserviced, right? I mean, there's really no character growth for any anybody. We didn't talk about Nicole Kidman, but mm-hmm. Atlanta is like yeah. she's barely in the movie like a Yeah, she could have taken Maris, you know, yeah. scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um uh this obviously is a um this is very very evidently a movie by committee. Mm-hmm. Um you can tell that there's no passion in it. Nobody sat down and put pen to paper and said, I have this great idea for an Aquaman sequel. You know, this is my passion project. Someone said, we need a sequel to this billion-dollar movie. 
come up with whatever you can come up with. Yep. Uh, and Jason Momoa was there to collect his paycheck. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's not that Jason Momoa is a stellar actor to begin with. He's not. He's just a fun guy and mm-hmm. he plays the roles that he gets typecasted correctly into pretty well. Yeah. I really enjoyed him in the Snyder Cut especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but much like most of the other characters in the Snyder Cut, here they are not that character. Yeah. Um, uh, it is a uh, gross misuse um, of quite a few of these actors. Uh Patrick Wilson is easily the the high point. Um, I don't remember what I scored Blue Beetle. <laughs> I think I gave it a five point five. He gave it something. Yeah, something. No, like actually, did I give it a four? It was low. It was under five. Yeah. I'm gonna give this movie a five point five. Um, I think it is just barely serviceable. I mean, there's nothing in it that necessarily. Where where you, there's nothing in this that's gonna offend you, right? Like mm-hmm. from a stand up standpoint of like, I can't believe they did this stupid shit. Yeah. How dare you shit all over this character that I really love? Unless it, the only person that really suffers from that is Black Manta, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't I don't care that much. Yeah. I think it's really more of like they just shot themselves in the foot because intriguing more than one movie villains are not easy to come by, right? Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with a five point five. Um, I don't think they really tried. Uh, and if this is the the taste that the DCEU wants to leave in people's mouths, it will not be missed. Very well put. Uh, you know when I <clears throat> when I think about Aquaman one, after seeing this one, man, like I. I like Aquaman one more and more, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, if we watch the holiday special enough times, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but when I think about the Aquaman one, they had you know those beautiful nightmarish scenes with the trench. It had a very vindictive and honor driven. Orm, the Ocean Master, and it, with a very dramatic and, and excellent fight scene at the end. It had Arthur, as paper thin as his plot was in the first one, he still learned and he grew along the way, along the journey. We got some form of progression there. You know, in Black Manta, they, they gave you a small taste of Black Manta, but man, you couldn't wait to see more of him and you knew you, you were going to get more of him. I feel like in Aquaman 1, man, they burned everything that they had. Like, I mean, get, don't get me wrong. With my limited knowledge of Aquaman, right? I, like, I'm, I'm pretty much limited to, like, uh, Aquaman's roles in the Justice League since, like, the uh, the, the early 90s through through 2016. That's my familiarity with Aquaman and, like, the, the Jeff Johns run. You know, that encompasses my Aquaman lore and knowledge. Right. So but from from my viewpoint, I'm like, man, you guys really burned all the good things you had for Aquaman in that first movie. And you didn't fully utilize it that great, you know. But when I look at this one, man, it's clear that I think I was right on that. They had nothing, you know, 
Uh, I mean, even with like, you know, slight spoiler alert, there may or may not be another villain pulling the strings here. Who gives a fuck, you know? <laughs> Who cares? And, you know, with the, the paper-thin plot here and the paper-thin characters here and with, you know, end-of-the-world stakes, but at the same time, it feels so low stakes, it, it just misses the mark. And at the very least... If this movie had simply gotten, you know, give, given us more depth of of Orm and and Arthur, you know, via their, you know, kind of comedic, you know, bromance throughout the movie, there there, there could have been something there. Uh, the only thing I think that's worse than a bad movie with no potential is a movie that didn't have to be bad at all, and this movie didn't have to be as viciously mediocre as it is. Uh, there are still some cool scenes in it, and there are some cool moments with Orm. Uh, like you, he was my favorite part of the movie. Um, Patrick Wilson doesn't get enough roles. He doesn't, man. Like, uh, I mean, man, like, for those you don't know, he uh, the first time I saw him was in in The Watchmen. He was Night Owl. Yep. Really good in that. The guy also uh, apparently ages like Wolverine, too, because uh, he's, he's got to be pushing right. 50. He would be a great <laughs> Doom, actually, now that we think of oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Another good thing about Doom, not to uh, segue us, but uh, with Dr. Doom, if somebody fucks up in that role, he's behind the mask. No yeah. one knows. Yeah, you just be for vendetta, that shit. Right. <laughs> but, you know, um, ultimately, man, I think that uh, this Aquaman sequel, the, the Lost Kingdom should have stayed lost. And uh, I think that we probably, as a whole, would have been better for it. I think at best, people walk away from this movie saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, it was it was an okay time," and at worst, people walk away saying, "Wow, that's what DC has to offer, and that's what you don't want." Uh, I give this movie a, a six out of ten. It's trash, man. Yep, yep, yep. It's trash. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like I'm where I am now, like where I was with the Marvels, where it's like. I don't. There, there's no pleasure anymore in delivering these scores. Yeah, you know, like it's not even. I mean, I'm wrong. The podcast is always fun, but like in terms of like delivering these scores for all these movies, I'm not some fucking stickler. You know. Yeah, we're not Jim Cornette over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're not just here to shit on things, right? But like when you put out shit, yeah. It, we we're gonna label it and identify it as shit, right? I think the Marvels is a way better movie than this movie. <laughs> like if I have a choice to watch this movie or the Marvels, I'm picking the Marvels. I'm I'm fucking blowing my eyes with a blowtorch. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta watch this movie, the Marvels, or the Holiday Special. <laughs> Under the sea. <laughs> There were a couple of top moments in the in this movie where I was like, Little Mermaid did this so much better. They really did. I don't know if you've seen the live action. I haven't, no. But yeah, they fucking <laughs> killed it. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not some avid Little Mermaid fan right, either, right. you know. Oh man. Maybe that's what this movie needed was more um more more um musical numbers, you know. Just have Arthur <laughs> break out in the song. When they when they had the moment where they show the band or whatever, I just looked over at you like, yep. here we go. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh. yeah, this is the this is the, the point in time where we bullshit for a minute mm-hmm. and give you time 
to fuck right off if you haven't seen the movie. That's yet. right. So, um, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, skedaddle. Get out uh, of here. We're going to talk about some insomniac real quick. Yeah. What's man. been going on with Hacker Shit Lady, man? First GTA 6 trailer leak, and now what they did to Insomniac was fucking vicious. So here's the thing, man. It's like, with the Insomniac hack... Uh, I guess let's explain to the homies what, what, what that is in case they don't. They so don't so uh, somebody hacked into Insomniac's network and literally made off with everything. They basically got the whole network. It was several hundred gigs of data. Insomniac is the gaming studios that made the the recent Spider Man games. Yeah, uh, and um, and they're and they're making a, a Wolverine. Yeah, video game. and they also what was that fucking good ass game they made before Sony bought them? It wasn't Ratchet and Clank, was was it? No, 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 no. 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 This was a, an Xbox game, Sunset Overdrive. They made. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I guess they did. Yeah, that's actually what made Sony buy them. Oh, yeah. They were like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. So. All the data gets stolen, mm-hmm. and the unfortunate thing is, like the you know the hackers were like, we want like a hundred Bitcoin, mm-hmm. which is several million dollars. Yep. And Sony was like, "Fuck you, we're not paying it." Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think, I mean, whatever their reasons are, I think that's a bad call. I think they should have paid them. I, the reason I think is a bad call has less to do with the video game and more to do with the fact that it wasn't just video game shit that was leaked. Yeah. A lot of the employees, employees personal yeah. information. Yeah. yeah. That a lot of their personal information got leaked. Which honestly, um that, you know, not to get into the legal ease of it, but that opens Sony up for a lawsuit. Oh yeah. Those employees they got absolutely can can sue them. Uh, over failure to uh, protect their information because mm-hmm. uh, especially, I don't know where Insomniac is based, but if any of those employees or any of the companies that they do business with are based in the EU, they will crawl all the way up in that ass <laughs> over some shit like this. So um, so it all gets leaked. And like really, the main two things that are... Of interest to the podcast, though, right from from a content perspective, are number one like an alpha playable version of the Wolverine game exists. Yeah. Uh, you can download it and play it on PC right now. I would not advise it. Mm-hmm. Your ISP is probably going to come after you if you. I, I I will say again, do not do it. However, if you're going to do so, use a VPN <laughs> to download that shit. Uh, Our and, sponsor is First VPN. Yeah, <laughs> right. Nord VPN, you know what's up. Yeah, yeah. you sponsor everybody else, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, but um, that being said, uh, I've seen some of the footage. It looks good, especially for Alpha. Yeah, um, but it's it's a huge demoralizing thing for Insomniac right. to have something they put all this work onto, like mm-hmm. you know, just. It's just all the way around bad for for them, and I and I feel for all of these developers and like the staff there. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that came out is, and and this is something that I I felt like Sony would have advertised. I feel like they didn't do it because they were in the middle of the FTC battle with Microsoft mm-hmm. over the whole Activision thing. Mm-hmm. Sony was really trying to like 
downplay all the the dirty shit that they do during that trial. Yeah, they were like, okay, we're not going to buy any studios for a while, and we're not going to announce any of these like paid exclusives mm-hmm. because we're about to go into court and tell the FTC that Microsoft will do all this shit that we already do. <laughs> so like, right. we're just not going to do that for a while. Yeah. But as it came, as it uh, turns out. Sony has the exclusive rights on X-Men video games through 2035. I did not know that. You didn't know that. Yeah, so they signed an agreement in Somniac, a.k.a. Sony, with Marvel to where they will be producing all X-Men titles uh, through 2035, which, to me, that says they're probably going to be exclusives, all of them. At least, at least yeah. originally, right. It, it means they're not coming to Xbox. They'll come to PC eventually. Yeah. But uh, man, uh, that is a crazy deal for yeah. that amount of time. Holy shit! Uh, now it does not include, like, for instance, if they, um, uh, if they were to make like another Ultimate Alliance mm-hmm. somewhere else, X Men characters can appear in those games. Yeah. But other than that, like Sony has literally the the exclusivity. So, but like a Marvel versus Capcom would also be like an Ultimate Alliance type case. Yeah, yeah, but like um, any game that's like like the titular Exclusive, character yeah. is is any of those characters, right. or or if the game is called like X Men, mm-hmm. then yeah, Sony has the exclusive rights. Wow. Yeah, oh, and like across the board, like it can't even be like a Wolverine cell phone game. Like it would have to come through them. Jeez. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah, that's wild as shit. Yeah, it's a very comprehensive deal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I'm trying to look here just to see, just to make sure that... Uh, like, uh, so yeah, the, there's a roadmap that leaked as well. Mm. Um, the games will launch by 2035 and will sell through 2038. Each X-Men game has an allocated development budget of $120 million. Plus thirty million for marketing, and a nine million dollar advance to the studio. Um, yeah, uh, several stipulations keep Marvel from using X Men characters in certain ways for other games. So X Men characters cannot appear as exclusive selling points in a game on another platform, but can appear in Marvel crossover games. Mm. Marvel also cannot release, announce, or publish re-releases of old X-Men games um, anytime uh, within 90 days of an Insomniac release or announcement of an X-Men game. Um, yeah, however, Marvel can terminate the agreement and so can Sony if the games do not sell at least 6 million units between PS5 and PC in the first year, which means we probably get a PC release within six months. Yeah, that's what it yeah. sounds like because they need to need to get those numbers up. Yeah, if Sony and Insomniac terminate the agreement, they have to pay Marvel nine million. If Marvel terminates, all fees are waived. <laughs> so Marvel doesn't have to pay shit yeah. if they terminate it. Um. So basically, what this means is. Like, yeah, I mean, if they do a Marvel vs. Capcom, for instance, yeah, mm-hmm. the X-Men can be in that. Yeah. But they can't be like, oh, here's an Avengers game, and here's a $20 Wolverine DLC. Oh, they can't do yeah, that. Yeah. Like, um, like they, they won't be able to have, like, specific, like, let's just say they come out with Ultimate Alliance. 
all those X-Men characters are going to have to just be characters in the yeah. game. They it's not. Be. There's not going to be an X-Men DLC or, uh, mm. you know, any of that shit. Damn. So. That's kind of fucking wild. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy agreement. Yeah. It's in place, though, like that six million threshold basically says, like, hey, Sony, you got to put the shit out on PC mm-hmm. way faster than you normally do. This is going to be a moneymaker for PlayStation. Jesus. Now, here's the thing, though. To circle back around. Yeah. Obviously, Marvel's doing this because Sony's about to go on a big push. Like, they're about to push these X-Men games out. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then you would think over the next 10 years also that you want to use them properly in the damn movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That- <laughs> uh, I-, I think this may be one of those cases where, like, Marvel is hoping that, that, that Sony provides, like, the boost for people to want to go see their X-Men, but Sony is hoping that Marvel... <laughs> Doesn't fuck over their own yeah, property. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and... Uh, and we're going to get to the spoiler-free section here, but it's crazy, right, how... You remember, uh, I guess now it was four or five five years ago when the uh, the, the deal was inked and... Uh, and Disney properly acquired Fox Studios. Right. Um, and we were all like, holy shit, like the implications of what that means. You know, it means a lot of things, but obviously, you know, for us, it really means they got the X-Men. Right. They got the Fantastic Four. They got, you know, damn everything back except for the spider folks. And then all they all that they've given us so far is Ralph Boner. <laughs> and the fact that Kamala's a mutant. Kamala is a mutant, and uh, Kelsey Grammer has, has he's recently returned in a cameo. Yeah, spoilers uh, for uh, the Marvels. Yep, the post credits for the Marvels. And I think that is, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we haven't gotten a whole lot, you know, concerning the mutants yet, but. The whole point, though, is that, like, I was under the assumption, right, that now, or, you know, back in Endgame era, Marvel has the rights now to basically everybody. We're going to get the best <clears throat> X-Men movies we've ever seen. But now, five years removed, I'm like, if we can get something along the lines of, like, X2, man, I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, we talked about how, like, the money move was to have Rogue be the villain in the Marvels. I still believe that. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, they wouldn't have had to try that hard. No. (laughs) I mean, they didn't. But, (laughs) you know, so they weren't going to. But, like, I just feel like that would have been such an incredible, like, Mm -hmm. concept to start with. Now, obviously, they probably want to try to explore the whole, like, Rogue-Wolverine relationship, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You can always have her start off as a villain and then give her like a yeah. redemption arc. Yeah, you know. But but uh, I I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think the whole thing is like that's just a huge missed opportunity. And yeah, I mean, obviously they haven't even announced other than Deadpool three. Yeah, they don't have even announced anything X Men related. I know. And I can see it right. Like obviously, like they could make three phases out of those characters. Yeah, no problem. They can stretch it out, but now the they have to worry about is the is the casual fan base going to stick around for it? Right. Well, it's also like I think that this is their like hail mary though, mm-hmm. 
is like you got the X Men sitting here, but all those characters are still fresh in people's minds, like and like the actors that played them. Well, they're not helping. They just brought back Hugh Jackman, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, it making it way harder to eventually yeah. recast Wolverine, which you're gonna have to fucking do. Yeah. But you know. It's like they got they got X Men over here, and Kevin Feige's like, "Well, this is the nuke button, mm-hmm. but if I have to press this, then that's all we got." And I I agree. Like, you know, if you can't build characters, like that's what you're here for. Yeah. If you have to rely on the fact that like everybody already knows who these characters are, we are right back to what I was talking about in the cold open. Yeah. Who can we get? Right. You know. Right. And and that's the thing, man. Eventually, and it's going to be way sooner than later, you're going to run out of fucking people. Right. You know? Like, you only have so many Tommy Maguire's and Hugh Jackman's you can get. Yeah. You know? And then, even then, their window is very, very limited. Yeah, and I mean, even then, like, Tobey Maguire, and if they go that route with mm-hmm. uh, Toby and Hugh, you're already going back to the well on going back to the well. Right. This yeah. will be the second time you've yeah. used it. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, don't get me wrong, people will still be excited, but there are diminishing returns yeah. to something like that. Yeah, now, if you want to give me an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. Yeah, if you want to give me a Spider-Man 4 with Andrew Garfield. I'm Well, a 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't get a 3. That's true. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I counted No Way Home as his 3. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, you want to give me a Spider-Man 3 with Andrew Garfield. I'm, I, I, I'm here for it. Just keep Amy Pascal away from it. Yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact... That applies to <laughs> all projects with the word spider in right. them. Keep Amy Pascal as far away from that shit as possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she had to have greenlit fucking Morbius, Craven, Madam Web, Madam Web, Venom 2. Yeah, I, I, I got no words for that. Yeah, no. So, you know, funny, funny thing is, almost five years ago to the date, Kevin and I waterboarded ourselves for your entertainment, folks. Um, We're not going to do that here today. <laughs> uh, Caleb was all about living and shit, so we we are not going to do that. However, what we will do is move on to the spoiler-filled section. So now if you are still here, that means you are A-OK with spoilers concerning Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So, I'll be honest, um, I really don't feel like there's a whole lot of shit here to spoil because nothing nothing really happens in this movie. Like, a lot of things happen, but ultimately nothing really happens. You know, like, there's a bunch of explosions. We even get a scene where they reference the fact that they know that there are way too many explosions. I love that scene, like, because in the first movie, yeah. there's so many times where, like, Someone is just mindlessly expositing, mm-hmm. and then an explosion happens. Yeah, and so they did it once in this movie, and he's like, "I hate when that happens." Yeah, and we la- we cr- we laughed at yeah. it. It was probably the only joke I laughed at in this movie, right? But you know, but that's the thing though. Like that joke probably went over most people's heads, right? Right. But it's like I appreciate that they did that for us, you know, because that that is true. They did that so many times in the first movie, and it just irritated the shit out of me. I was so tired of that uh, explosion, as I like to call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. I got a gush about this shit. Mm-hmm. When we finally got the Manta versus Aquaman fight, bro, yep. 
I I was losing my shit for that forty seconds. Yes. Because the fight was amazing. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I was like, let's go. Yeah, I was like, okay, all right. Well, if this is where y'all spend all the budget, I understand. Like, this is amazing. (laughs) Please keep doing this. Yeah. I I was I I like I I, I felt my posture change mm-hmm. like I'm I'm back in the seat like you know I'm checking my I check my phone several times during this movie <laughs> to see what time it was oh fuck it feels like it's been much longer than that when that fight started man mm-hmm. I was like here right. you know I was like let's go yes and then it was over and like, then it was fucking yeah, over <laughs> yeah in no time You're right I mean. Which almost pisses you off more because you're mm-hmm. like, obviously they know where they could go with these characters. Yeah, man. the The whole angle that they went into with uh, Necris is that? Yeah, I think yeah, Necris. All that shit should have been cut out to me. Right. Well, yeah, we don't we don't need him. <laughs> we don't <laughs> fucking need him. And I mean, clearly they knew that too because like they spend the whole movie trying to wake him up. <laughs> And then Arthur one sh- well, yeah. two shots. Him. Yeah. Oh shit! That was like the whole thing was like some D and D shit, you know? Right? Somebody gets a cursed weapon, and and it possesses a character. They fail some wisdom saving throws, and then the big bad stands up, who the DM's been preparing for like the entire campaign, and then like he gets downed in like two turns. You know that that's what this was. That would never happen. <laughs> Doesn't sound like anything would happen in D and D Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But fuck that guy, man. <laughs> like, like all, all he did was take away from you know any potential depth of character that Black Manta could have had. What's uh, what's the ancestor, the original Atlantis guy? I forget. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't just do what Arthur did. Uh, yeah. Like, why seal this dude up if he can just kill him? Right. Like, Because <laughs> clearly you can just kill him. Yeah, yeah. Very easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can just wreck him. You just you right. just trident to the chest, which is, you know, a, a, a famous mm-hmm. Atlantean king way to kill a motherfucker. Right. And uh, he's just done-zo. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you have to have your trident. Maybe it's like a Sauron thing. Uh, maybe his, like, will is bound to the black okay. trident. Yeah. And destroying that and then right. killing him. He's like a... He is a lich, yeah, and the black the, trident oh, is his phylactery. Gotcha. So when you kill, when you destroy uh-huh. that, and then kill and then him, kill him, he's, then he's, he's dead. dead, dead so. yeah. yeah, they yeah. just didn't have time to explain, explain that. They didn't have yeah. an explosion, right. that They so, could use, <laughs> so nobody could exposit that. Yo, I wasn't even mad when that shit happened, bro. I was just so ready to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, clearly they were too. Right, like, they were like, do we really have to be here? Yeah. Uh, like, we, are we going to do another fight scene? I mean, like, and here's the thing, right? So they, they shortchanged us with the Black Manta Aquaman fight. And and then, you know, Orm gets the trident. So I'm thinking, are we going to get a rematch? You right. Know? No. No, we don't get that either. No. No, <laughs> no you don't even get, like, and then I was like, oh, we're going to go bottom of the barrel. Like, we're going to have Orm with his trident. Yeah. And Arthur with his trident uh-huh. versus the CG monster. Yeah. You don't even <laughs> get that. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I've seen enough of that. Right. And I don't want it. Yeah. But then you're like, let's just get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, we needed eight minutes with Tamura Morrison after that. 
I I love Tamora Morris. I mean, they, they paid for him. They're like, we're gonna use him. Yeah, yeah, but he he literally was a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. He watched the kid until he didn't. You know, the moment that baby popped up on the screen, I was like, oh god, here we go. Yep. Because you knew damn well they were gonna involve this motherfucker in the plot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah. So yeah, they introduce Arthur Junior. In, in the movie. And um, he talks to fish the same amount of uh, times as Aquaman does. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, there's no Aquaman power. Like, it, it's like Iron Man 3 almost. Like, mm-hmm. he's not Aquaman for most of this fucking movie. No. Yeah. Like, you're right. You, you never see him use his power to command sea life. Because, like. One time. Yeah. And it's like, motherfucker, like, you know, you can. There's a giant fucking Kraken. You know, it's going to hurt but some of that motherfucker. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, do it. You know? Uh, but he never, they never do that. Like, <clears throat> and it's crazy, right? Because, uh, you know, like I said, I was flipping through the comics earlier, right? And it's like, Jeff Johns, in terms of comic books, right? He's the guy that DC would go to when they either need to fix some shit or they need to make something cool. And so with the New 52, they said, hey, man, make Aquaman cool. And you know what? His run of on Aquaman is universally praised. It's incredible. Uh, and he goes through so much trouble, right, of of explaining why Aquaman is cool and unique. And then you watch this movie, this Aquaman sequel, and they just undo all of it. <laughs> also, I just want to state that Patrick Wilson had to have been the only person who could say or a Calcum without vomiting or busting out laughing. <laughs> right. Because... A couple people say it once or twice. Mm-hmm. He says it like 90 times right. in this movie. Yeah. I was like, please stop saying it. <laughs> also, this mysterious unobtainium. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's too volatile to mm-hmm. be disposed of, so they can't dispose of it. All the vaults except the one that's like right next door to the throne of Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. Have no security whatsoever because they raided yeah. all those and no one even knew it was gone. Yeah. Then there's like one right next door to like Arthur's like other vacation home, his yeah. Atlantean vacation home. Right. Everyone's mad about this one, mm-hmm. but it can't be safely disposed of, right? And and it's too volatile. So like, why is it that at the end of the movie, old uh, fucking Dolph Lundgren and his yeah. army? Show up and just bomb the fucking place. Right. <laughs> I'm like, Atlantis has ships that could have done this. Yeah. Like, ages ago, a- whenever. Yeah. yeah, as soon as we found this island, we could have just been like, summon the Kraken. Right. No, because yeah. reasons. Also, um, what's the crab dude's name? He's like, oh, yeah, the, with the one arm crab yeah. guy, whatever his name was, uh, uh, Akbar. <laughs> no, he was, uh, I got it right, uh, Brian King. Okay. Uh, John Reese davies I knew I recognized oh. him. Oh. I was like, that's either John Reese davies yeah. or it's Brian Cox, one of the two, because they have similar yeah. kind of yeah. inflections. But yeah, it was John Reese davies Okay. And he did a great job. Yeah. I mean. Again, I wish they'd get him better dialogue, but yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. he was the fucking CG. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, Aquaman equivalent of Jar Jar Binks here, basically. I wouldn't say he was that bad. Okay, he was the Aquaman equivalent of, I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. Right. 
he, he was the Aquaman equivalent of uh, uh, Peter Dinklage's character from uh, the Narnia oh. movies. Okay, I thought you were going to say like from Infinity War. N- no, I mean, we could go with that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dimitri was more, yeah, Itri, he was more important, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually don't understand why uh, we need Dolph Lundgren or any of those guys. I guess because, like, it's the third act of a superhero movie, so we need a giant CG army fighting another giant CG army. But we don't really see that, though. Yeah, it's like... It's like uh, Deadpool 1 where they're like, we ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you see his whole army show up. Uh-huh. And the Navy, and, like, they're bombing the place. And, like, right. they got all these people, like, running down the bridge. And then suddenly there's only, like, nine of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, this entire third act, correct me if I'm wrong, because, like, I was tired and cranky. But that does take place entirely underwater, Correct. Um, it's weird, right? Because yeah, yeah, it does. Because they destroy the island mm-hmm. at the end of the second act, right? And then they go into the third act where they're like way under the ocean or whatever. So, what threat was there really of Dolph Lundgren falling when he was hanging off the side of the? <laughs> he could have fell in the water, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> well, I mean, that water has a bunch of fucking, uh, like, necromancer zombies in it. So, and, and those uh, weird Hydra face sucker things. Yeah, okay. okay. They have the extended version of the Morbius face sucker hands from the oh, cartoon. Oh, yeah. They're so much more creepy than just a normal vampire. I, I do want to know why in the intro, like, just one of those things... Mm-hmm. Managed to like yeah, tentacle the, yeah. way all the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like what the shit? Yeah, I thought there was gonna be some giant monster back there, or whatever. Yeah. But they didn't see anyone for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. That was weird, right? Like that one fucking tentacle thing, hentai monster, like creeped like a fucking mile up. <laughs> he was real hungry. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, like, it, I, I, I would just say this. Mm-hmm. If you think too hard about anything in this movie, it falls apart like paper mache so fast. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, the characters say it and you have to take it at face value. Just roll and with roll it. the fuck with it. Because yeah. if you try to think about it for even a millisecond, yeah. you're going to be like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just got to fucking roll with it, dog. Like, I like how the villain completely invalidates his own bullshit where they, they go through this whole, like, uh, baby kidnapper thing, mm-hmm. and it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. Arthur was coming after you anyway. Right. They just fucking bonked him in the head while he was on the platform. Yeah. needed his blood. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it, 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 it didn't really matter. Like, again, and it would have been... Greater stakes, right? If you did, you needed more than blood, but like they needed, someone needed to die. Like someone from that bloodline needed to die in order to revive the fallen king. There was also a ton of times in this movie where they could have like made the choice to like kill someone, mm-hmm. but everyone has plot armor. <clears throat> yeah, like he should have killed Mira in the first act. Oh yeah, I thought yeah, that would have made the person. The, not only oh, would have yeah. got rid of Amber Heard, right, but it would have made the stakes so much more personal. Going oh yeah, forward. and then you can cut out all the shit with the kid. Don't even put him in the movie. Yeah, I have a feeling he's part of the reshoots. The kid, you think yeah. so? Yeah, 
Because you don't ever actually really see Arthur with them in the third act. Yeah. Like, they find him, and then all the time you see him after that mm-hmm. is Mira running around with him. And That's there's no true. baby, and it's just like the yeah. bundled up blanket or whatever. Right. That That is a good point. Um, yeah, because, like, that kid really, like, they introduce Arthur Jr., and then they just kind of make him not even really a plot device because he's not needed. Right, like you just mentioned, yeah, it's so, it's super irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe maybe they did it as a you know a result of them needing to cut out so much of uh, Amber Heard stuff, and they're like, well, we need him to be affectionate about something, someone. Yeah, you know, and he I guess he can't just play PlayStation with his dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> which that would have been great. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, you know, like I, I love Randall Park and mm-hmm. Tamora Morrison both. I had enough of both of them in this movie. Uh, Tamora Morrison, I, I guess he is kind of in the movie a little bit more than what I thought he was going to be. And he, he also is just playing himself. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Even down to him doing his like little like native dance mm-hmm. or whatever that he does. Like in, in uh, he's from New Zealand, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the New Zealand dance or like the... Islander Samoan dance. I think it might be an Islander thing. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But he has like a New Zealand accent. That's true. But I, maybe it's like a cultural thing. Yeah. I, if I'm being very insensitive right now, I apologize. It is out of ignorance and, and nothing else. Right. But uh, I know he did the same thing in the Boba Fett show. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. He, he does do it again here, too. Um, I was like, why? why? I mean... Y'all, y'all could have saved a fuck ton of money and just like got Roman Reigns. If yeah. Y'all, if y'all were, if y'all were gonna have shitty dialogue, no acting, and no charisma from the lead, just get the ten. You know, pay uh, Roman Reigns ten percent of what Momoa was getting. <laughs> oh shit, dog. That's that's a little ruthless. Yeah. Well, fuck him. Goddamn. Uh Yeah. What else fucking happened in this movie? Uh yeah. So like. Breaking Orm out of prison really wasn't that that hard. Just bring a bucket <laughs> of water and and he'll fucking demolish everybody that's keeping him hostage. And he didn't even bring him any water. He didn't. He said he drank it all. Yeah. And I'm like, wouldn't okay? Wouldn't like part of the plan be like, you know, sneaking into like this highly I'm using quotation marks this highly secured prison? Wouldn't you want all the manpower you could get to get him out? So bring him some water, you know, beef him up. And then give them the fuck out. Because apparently Atlanteans are like sponges. Like, they dry up real quick with no water. But then you just pour some water on them. And then they fucking... Just to add water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just blow the fuck up. Yeah, that whole thing was really strange, man. Like, that whole escape scene with them riding the weird, like, necro burrowers. Yeah. What, and, like... And, and like I, I don't I just don't get it. Like I don't mm-hmm. get what the fuck that was about. And like they just didn't attack them or whatever either. You'd think they would have attacked them. Yeah, yeah. And they were just cool. They're like, all right, man, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And then like you would have thought that the people that had him captive would since they were denying him water that they mm-hmm. would know to keep him out the water. Yeah. But when he's like crawling towards the water, they're just chilling. Right. Like, uh, we got him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nah, bro. As soon as this wave hits him, you're, you're right. You're done. Zach. Yeah. Y'all going to get wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were, uh, they were real not smart about that whole thing. 
Yeah. The whole, I mean, like like we said, the whole movie is like this. It's mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's literally just one plot device after another. There was, there was one scene you pointed out when they go to like the fucking smuggler's cove, like the pirate bay area. Oh my God. And they go to like the main dude there. And and Arthur begins to to torture the guy after some some dumb you know fight scene that we get here. Arthur tortures the guy right by putting like a scuba helmet over his head, but he begins to drain the water from it. You know the implication being that he drains too much water from it, and the and the guy's going to suffocate. Because he's just going to be there with air and no water. He's reverse waterboarding. He's yes. airboarding. He's this airboarding. Guy. Yeah. The problem is <laughs> that, as Caleb pointed out during the viewing, his gills were on his side. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it it was the dumbest thing in the whole movie. <laughs> that and the scene where they kidnap Arthur Jr. Mm-hmm. That's the worst acting. I like that scene. Mm-hmm. Was Star Wars Holiday Special bad? It was just, it was just yelling. It literally was the worst acting I've mm-hmm. ever seen in this budget of a film. And you know what made it worse for me was that like there were a few moments that like the cinematography I thought was was really good at some moments, but then there are moments like this scene that it was just bad. Like the the nineteen eighties fucking. Uh, uh, Daytime soap opera television slow motion shots that they did completely unnecessary. Oh yeah, and they did that during the uh, the kidnap scene, and I'm like, fucking why? It's not a good shot. We we got way worse um, visuals in this. Like, mm-hmm. like, granted, like when they do the first attack on Atlantis, yeah, that was a cool scene. Like, mm-hmm. I like how they had the little underwater like super highways and yeah. stuff. Like. Yeah. That was all cool. I really love those little Octobot things. Those were really awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that was all stuff where it's like, yeah, I could get behind this. Uh, but, you know, then they have Randall Park kind of like narrating over all of it. Yep. And talking about how they found the shit and how they power it and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, bruh, you're the bad guys. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And and everybody, there are no arcs in this movie there are only light switches. Like, like you have with Orm, where he's like, don't call me brother. Mm-hmm. Fuck off and die. The whole movie, he's yep. just like, you know, blindly, Arthur's a real piece of shit, Morty. And then, at the end, he's magically like, you are my brother. brother and, yeah. and Atlantis should be happy to have you, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm like, but why? Like, we, we never got to the why. Like, th- there, is no, there is no journey. It's only destination. Yeah. And everything that the council... Like says about Arthur is completely true. Yeah, and he yeah. doesn't do anything to rectify that or help right. it or anything. Yeah, th- there's no there's no character growth or progression here in this movie. Yeah, it's it's all just well, this is where they end up at, you know. And uh, so yeah, it, it doesn't really end it. And also, like, what was the, what was the plan with Orm at the end there? All right, it's too bad you died back there, little brother. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, but don't go too far because, you know, we're going to bring you back. How? Right. Like, what are you, you going to say, you know, about this hardened, murderous criminal that you freed? Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that basically if they're alive, you've basically started war with one of the kingdoms. Yeah, yeah. And and then also, like, 
again, who's to say that Orm has has really changed? He could wake up any day and be like, I should be the king of Atlantis. Right. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Which, not to mention, you know, this whole movie actually, you know, they could have done a lot more with it if they had actually made a Flashpoint movie oh, and yeah. actually had... Yeah. The 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 um Themyscira mm-hmm. Atlantean War yeah. later on because then they could have used this movie to make you think, okay, is this gonna lead to that? Why right. it would have been very easy for them that to kind of tie that into this plot and make the movie have some stakes. Mm-hmm. But they fucked up both movies, so you yeah. don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It was uh it was real unfortunate. Yeah. It, it is, um, man, it's like James Gunn has to just be like, well, like you said, it's only up from here. Yeah. But he, you know, he is starting out with such an, imp- like, I'm not going to say impossible, but just an improbable task of adapting All-Star Superman. Yeah, and I'm like, James, you don't have to do that to yourself. Yeah, like- you don't have to turn the difficulty <laughs> up to 11 to right. start out with, man. Just fucking uh, come out with, like, you know, whatever, like a Batman yeah. or something. Right, right. I mean, I think doing the uh, the Batman and Robin movie is a really safe and effective bet, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, starting off with, like, a, a movie that's based off of All-Star Superman, that is that is quite the difficult task. It's going to have to be very loosely based. It has to be, right? Yeah. Uh, but- I think if they, if they adapt, like, they need to adapt... The, the nature of Clark Kent, because that's where it really stands out. And, yes. and also Lex. Uh, what do you think Lois, about the yeah. Nicholas Holt casting? Because we haven't talked about this. We have not talked about that. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen him in a role like that. But I, I think that, I think he's got some good chops. You know what I mean? I, I'll be honest, like, he's never really blown me away in anything. But I never thought that he was a bad actor. Yeah. Well, know? this could be the role. Yeah. <laughs> That he could be good or bad. No, where he could, uh, well, either, right? <laughs> but this could be the blow you away. Yeah. You know? I was trying to look at it optimistically, yeah, but yeah. now that you say it, it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Because there is no middling Lex Luthor. Yeah, that's true. Either yeah. either he's awesome mm-hmm. or you fucked it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it's mid, you fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, like, you know, the, the, the dynamic between Lex and Clark. That's one of the hard selling points of All Star Superman, you know, yeah. really seeing like the dynamic between those two. I'll, I'll be honest, man. If, mm-hmm. if I were them, um, one major change I would make from that comic book, since like Nicholas Holt's not like a spring chicken, um, mm-hmm. but he doesn't look old either. Yeah, know? I mean, he's like our age, a little bit younger. Right. Yeah. yeah. I honestly think you go the route that has worked the best in live action. Go the Smallville route and have them have it start out with them being friends. Yeah. Um, paint even though we all know he's a villain, mm-hmm. paint him in a positive light to begin right. with, and show that turn of like, you know, where he feels betrayed by mm-hmm. Clark. Um, and you can't do that all in one movie, right? Like yeah. you have to pretty much for most of this movie, mm-hmm. he's a quote unquote good guy. Yeah. So you mean a little bit like. Uh... In the Raimi Spider-Man flips a little bit of Harry and Peter. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you don't have that villainous side come out until towards the end, right? And I mean that's that's a good seed for a long-term villain. Uh, they worked yeah. with Loki in the first Thor. It did. Yeah, um, you know, it, 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 and I think that's the way that they should go with him. 
If not, man, it's just going to be really hard. Like, he's going to really have to kill it. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and you know, from a certain standpoint, like, I think that that's a great book, maybe not to adapt, but for, like, the cast to read because it is kind of a, a character study, if nothing else. Right. You know, and, um, you know, especially, for like, the three main leads, your, your, your Lois, your Clark, and your Lex. Um, but, yeah, man, I just... Uh, it, they're really gonna have to just sell me on on who their interpretation of these characters are, right? You know, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm curious to see uh, what Nicholas Holt can do because so far, at least from my perspective, I think he's maybe the biggest name that's attached to the movie. Yeah, I think you know? so. Um, but it's gonna be interesting seeing him as a yeah as a bad guy. I I want to see it. You know? Yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly interested, man. I mean. And it's, that, uh, it's James Gunn's to win or lose. And that's 2025, right? Or Yeah, so this year we've got literally the only big tentpole release. Mm-hmm. We just have Deadpool. And, and, and Madam Webb, yeah. Just Deadpool. <laughs> and then next year, man, the gloves are off. We're going yeah. to see full tilt phase five right. versus James Gunn. Yeah. And if Marvel ain't got their shit together by then... They know James Gunn's about to mollywop them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna fucking bring it. Cause like, regardless of if that movie is good or not, you know the soundtrack is gonna be banging. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That soundtrack's gonna be phenomenal. I can't say that shit for this movie. Yeah. I don't even. I barely remember any of the tracks, bro. Yeah, nothing from this movie, like from a, a soundtrack or score, really stand out to me. No. Yeah, nothing that I can recall. No, it's like if you just Google like exciting music, yeah, dramatic music, right? <laughs> he used he he pulled a page from the homies and just uh, used a bunch of royalty free music for yeah. this movie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, uh, one more thing about like the uh, the Superman movie, um, since you know again it is loosely adapted from All Star Superman. If it were you, do you kill Pa Kent again? Oh, man. That's one of those things like the Uncle Ben death, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, you must have it to an extent. I think I would either... So I would do one of two things. If I wanted to play it safe, which is not what James Gunn typically does, I would go the Spider-Man route. He's already dead when we mm-hmm. meet Clark. <clears throat> and that's it. Yeah. Or, if you want to shake it up, I would say you go the other route. He lives. He lives. And yeah. um, what's and, and Martha dies. Ooh, yeah, that is shaking it up. <laughs> like you start the movie where they're both alive, and mm-hmm. then you set it up, and everybody's like, "Oh, here comes the Pa Kent death," and then you, yeah, flip that. I kind of think it would be, and again, not to subvert expectations because nine times out of ten that shit does not work, but maybe. You have Pa Kent live in this movie. And then in the second movie, you, you know, we see him in a scene, right? And it's just a normal scene. And then later on in the movie, Clark gets a call that he dies. Like, and the death happens off screen. Um, I think that, you know, that has potential to have, like, to be like a really kind of intense scene if they if they could pull that off. I mean, I could see if you do that, right? Mm-hmm. You could also 
pull the rug out from under us, have him get the phone call. Mm-hmm. He fucking whirlwind flies to yeah. wherever, full tilt, gets there, finds out there's nothing. The whole thing is a diversion to get Superman out of Metropolis so that some nefarious shit could go. Oh out. shit. You know? Yeah. And then late later on he finds out Lex is behind it. Right. You know? And then Lex like, uh, no, nah, dog, for your dad did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they yeah. always could do that. Yeah, yeah. But uh That yeah, that could be a cool take though. Just use it as a uh, distraction. I mean it would distract both Clark and the audience. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to find ways that mm-hmm. subvert expectations but are also cool. Right. You know? Right. Hollywood likes to miss that second part, though. But <laughs> but I will say, man, James Gunn has a lot of credit with me right now after Guardians yeah. 3. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, I'm not sure how James does with, like, solo-focused movies because, to me, like, a lot of his best work has been ensemble, you know, yeah. between Guardians and Suicide Squad, like... Well, maybe he goes into this mm-hmm. thinking of it as an ensemble. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. Lex, it's Clark, right. it's Lois, it's Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And there are a lot of other heroes that are going to be in this movie. Yeah. So I know they introduced, I think, uh, I think it's a Hawk Girl's going to be in it. Yeah. And uh, some other ones. I don't remember who. But. Man, I really hate that we're not going to get any more of that Black Adam Hawk, man, because he was the <sighs> fucking business. They can bring him in, man. Just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was great. He was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we were talking about Aquaman, too. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. You know, on the way over here, I was like, we're, we're just going to go in here. We're going to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. We're going to give them a straightforward movie review. We're not going to go down a bunch of rabbit holes. And I think, for the most part, we haven't. Mm-hmm. But, man, there's always so much we can say about this movie. Yeah. And, uh, I mean... Yeah, like, giving the people what they want, like, I, I don't know how much they want us to shit on something, you know? We got a busted-ass CG Jurassic Park towards the end. Did we? Yeah, with all the the weird, like, the, the giant rat being eaten. Oh, and- yeah, that was fucking Yeah, when they were in the weird junk. Where was this shit? Right, yeah. <laughs> Random <laughs> island yeah. that nobody can find with a giant green smokestack. It's like, I, I'm fine with, like, the monstrosities and weird shit being... In Atlantis or, or, you know, in the ocean. But when we hit land and we get all this weird shit, I'm like, okay, now where in the DC universe is this? Yeah. Because it doesn't really make sense. You know, I will say when they're kind of doing the buddy cop stuff, that's Mm -hmm. probably when the movie works the best. I think so, too. You know? Yeah, they just forgot to, again, just add more depth to it. And the dialogue is awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did get a chuckle when Orm was Naruto, uh, Naruto uh, running. Yeah. Yeah, that. yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck does he keep Naruto running <laughs> yeah. everywhere? And then he's like, I don't know how to run. Yeah. I was like, that actually makes fucking sense. Yeah. Wow, something made sense <laughs> in this movie? Right, right. Somebody <laughs> had the fucking for, like, like wherewithal to think about that. Right. But not anything else. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. That, that shit hurt. Uh yeah, um, Patrick Wilson, like his back is got to be killing him. Got to be killing him. But that's like Patrick Wilson with all of James Wan's movies, like because <laughs> <laughs> you know James Wan has him in like all of those. Uh, what are they? Uh, Conjuring, um, the one with uh, the the Warrens. You know the, the 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 ghost hunting people. Yeah, yeah. You know Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Wilson. He he's in like all of those. You know, and it's like, 
for for a lot of those, he's one of the only people acting. You know, right? Yeah, he's the he's the Ewan McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only person fucking acting. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! No, who who does Patrick Wilson voice in Teen Titans Go? He's a voice in Teen Titans Go. Yes. That's sorry. News I don't. To me. I don't want to. I don't want to rabbit hole us here. But yeah. Yeah, that is fucking news to me. That hurts. He's only in one episode though, so it can't be. Mm. It'd be hilarious if they had him as a uh, Orm. No, as oh. uh, <laughs> as Night Owl or oh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, or if he was Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know if I have a whole lot more to say about this, man. Um, like, it, do you have, like, any kind of final thoughts about this? Any, any final farewells or goodbyes for the DCEU? Rotten pieces to the DCEU. <laughs> um, I got to say, um, the DCEU, to me, is a whole lot of sizzle and not very much steak. Um, the truly good moments that we got out of the DCU, I, I, I gotta say, um, it was not worth the time or effort investment. The, the returns on, were not there. Mm-hmm. Um, if I got to sit down and go, how many of these movies have I truly thoroughly enjoyed and would want to watch again. There is the Snyder cut and the James Gunn suicide squad. And that's the, that's the cream of the crop. Mm -hmm. Uh, from there, uh, you got the extended cut of Batman versus Superman. I don't know if you can even count that. Uh, Shazam one. Uh, I'm not a person that loves the first Wonder Woman. I know that mm-hmm. uh, the zeitgeist at the time was like, fuck yeah, but that movie to me is really boring. I put it right there next to Man of Steel. I quite enjoy Man of Steel. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I and, and here's the thing is, what, like, what did it ever really lead to besides the Snyder Cut? Yeah, um... With the DCEU, the whole thing was mismanaged from the start. And they had so many different starts and stops. And ultimately, their goal was never art. It was always money. Yeah, because it was 100%. They're doing what Marvel is doing now from day one. Yeah, They don't even have the foundation. Mm -hmm. Literally, Marvel came out with Avengers... And DC, who for years has had the rights to all oh, these fucking yeah. characters, go and I, I, I won't watch it, but go and watch um, the Space Jam Two. Yeah. <laughs> um, about like the fifth greatest basketball player playing today, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and look at all those fucking characters that they put in that movie. Oh yeah, WB has. Everybody, they have access to everything. They could have and should have been doing this stuff 
for forever. 40 years. Yeah. And I'll be honest, Superman Lives would have been better than a bunch of the stuff that we got. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they've had all these characters for all this time. They could have been doing this. Marvel came out with Avengers, and they went, oh, you mean that we could be making a billion dollars off of these movies? And then they set out to make a billion dollars. Yep. That's it. There was no, we want to sit down and, like, they rushed Batman versus Superman. Yep. That should be, like, your 15th movie, not your second movie. Yeah. What a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Then that we went straight into we got Wonder Woman. Then we went straight into the Justice League. Yep. Uh, this boneheaded shit where we're gonna put all the Wonder Woman movies in the past. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, no idea. Uh, I mean, there's just there was mistake after mistake after mm-hmm. mistake. It was mismanaged, and then after after the Justice League, you have where. It's almost like we're pivoting in real time based on the goddamn YouTube comments and Rotten Tomato scores. Mm-hmm. And once you've started doing that, ladies and gentlemen, you hang it up. Yeah, you're done. And then we get movies by committee. Next thing you know, it's like, all right, the Flash is going to write all of our problems, all this bullshit we've done. And then the Flash is another epic disappointment. And it's just like there was never any point where. This ship was gonna float. It was, it was sinking from the moment that they put it in the water. Yeah, you know the issue is that in order to do this, you need a twenty ten Kevin Feige. <laughs> you know, shit. the 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 twenty twenty three Kevin Feige is better than what they had. <laughs> at least, at least, like okay. All right, I, I will. I will say sixty mm-hmm. percent of what we get from Marvel today mm-hmm. is junk, but they have a roadmap, and they will actually make the movies. They will yeah. come out, and they will be at least loosely connected. <laughs> I can't promise you I'm going to want to buy the lunchbox, <laughs> but the bar is low. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I guess I, I'll just say this, right? So, like. In terms of us, you know, scorching the ground with the uh, the DCEU, you know, I, uh, I I do have sympathy for like the uh, the hardcore DCEU fans. You know, I listen. There there are for me there are movies and there are moments that I I truly enjoy, and I will definitely go back and revisit. But in order for us to make something great out of this. Got to start over. Yeah. I mean, we, we just, none of this shit is usable anymore. None of it. And and so I would I would rather, you know, lose, as much as it hurts, lose those good moments and those good movies that we got and just start over. Uh, start over with a clean slate and we can build something better than what we had before. Because as it stands now, we're just, we're left with a mangled mess of a, disjointed mishandled quote unquote universe like it's it's like silly putty it it doesn't form when you hold it in your hands that's what the DCEU is and there was a time even at the beginning when they 
you know, royally mishandled it. There was a time still where they could have potentially recovered it and, 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 and gotten to a better position, but they didn't. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, the DCEU is, you know, it, 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 it came to a tumultuous end and it went out on a popcorn fart instead of on a bang. But I mean, you know what? Like I said before, you know, there's there's only up. I think it's better to start over than to continuously try to make something out of this. So uh, I think Aquaman 2 is kind of a, in a weird way, it's a perfect representation of the entirety of the DCEU. You know, it just shows us that there were just, there may be moments that are fun. There may be moments that are really well shot. But as a whole, it's just, it doesn't make sense. And it was never going to go anywhere. So, yeah, uh, James Gunn is a great filmmaker who loves comic books and he has vision. So I would much rather ride with him into the unknown than continue to ride with whatever the DCEU was doing. I mean, at least it'll probably have some direction, right? I mean, yeah. like, even, even you know, James Gunn is not a stickler for sticking to the source material. Yeah. and But he also, even though he may veer way off the source material, it'll be good, and he cares about the characters. Yeah. If you would have told me that by the time Guardians 3 was going to wrap, that Drax was going to have a good arc, mm. or that Nebula was going to have a good arc, or that Rocket was going to have... Mm-hmm. Damn near. Other than the two, other than Cap and Iron Man, I think he's got the best arc in the fucking MCU. Yeah, like the the angry Joe Pesci raccoon ended up <laughs> <laughs> with a phenomenal arc. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean he that's his movie. And yeah, he fucking nails it. Oh movie. yeah. Uh, if you'd have told me that I was even gonna like uh, fucking Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that I was going to like his performance. <laughs> he was crazy in that. I'm just telling you. Yeah. James Gunn got a lot of credit with me right now, man. Yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery, which, by the way, there's apparently talks that they're, they're, they're in talks to merge with Paramount. I heard about that. I was like, I cannot wait to install the Warner Brothers Discovery Xfinity Paramount <laughs> Max Plus 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 app. <laughs> right. I'm like this, okay. I guess if y'all want to do that, go ahead. But my fucking price better not go up at all or I'm canceling that shit. I'm already about to cancel my Max because uh, they're uh, taking my 4K and they, oh. want, they want me to pay $20 a month if I want the 4K. Oh, fucking hell. And I'm like, well, the only reason I'm giving you guys any money now and not storing this content completely legally on my own server <laughs> is because of the 4K content because right. it's super expensive to store and download 4K content. But if you take that from me, well, then I'm just going to give you nothing. Yeah. And I'll watch the shit in 1080p. Fuck it. Because if I can do that for free or pay you, then I'm going to do it for free. Right. You know? Yeah. For sure. It's funny because, like, the only only streaming network that I feel like I actually get my money's worth out of is Netflix. And they be going up on that shit, like, every year. And every time Mm -hmm. I see it, I'm like... Those motherfuckers, but then I keep it. Bro, like, no, for real, though, because I was, like, I was slashing streaming services, right? Like, I got rid of fucking uh, Hulu. I think I had Paramount. I got rid of it. I had uh, Paramount just for Yellowstone. Right. Um, I never had Peacock. Uh, but if I did, I, I would get rid of it. Yeah. You know? But I was just kind of, I was just slashing them, right? And I was like, okay, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I canceled Disney+. Plus. 
Uh, if I didn't get that shit through my phone, yeah, I would have been to cancel it too, man. Yeah, yeah, I finally canceled it, and it expires in January, so I got to then to watch Loki and what else, and then I think I'm good. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> through your legal services, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was about to cancel uh, Netflix, man, because like it wasn't that long ago, their shit was like 13 bucks a month, right. and now that shit is like. Fucking twenty, yeah. And I'm like, what in the fuck am I paying for right now? This is some bullshit. They got the best content though. They do. They and that's um, why I still have it. Uh, Stranger Things is on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sex Education is fucking tremendous. Mm. Um, can't recommend that show enough. Oh my god, that show is good. And and here's the thing, you may not realize it, um, but you know the Barbie movie by far the box office winner this year. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna eat. Also wins some Oscars. It's going to be the first time in a very long time that the box office and the awards line up. Mm. I think the last time that happened was Return of the King. Damn. Return of the King actually still has the the record for Oscar wins. Oh, that's right. And they yeah. also yeah. made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Uh, but ever since then, it's been like artsy film with fucking Leonardo DiCaprio in uh-huh. it that made $40 at yeah. the box office showing in 41 theaters. Right. Versus... Like Avengers, yeah. you know, and they're like, fuck those guys with right. billions of dollars. <laughs> um, it, I, I will say this. We were off topic again here, but if Cillian Murphy doesn't get the fucking, uh, oh, man. doesn't get the Oscar, yeah. they can fuck right off. Yeah, for be, yeah, best lead. Yeah. Yeah, who, who else would fucking get that? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't hate Margot Robbie. Yeah. She's just okay to me. <laughs> Like, she's just meh. Like, mm. she's serviceable. I think she did a great job in Barbie, but she shouldn't even be nominated for that shit. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I digress. If you watch Barbie, the thing that that movie really has in it, Greta Gerwig definitely watches Sex Education because, like, most of the cast hmm. is in that. <laughs> it is the new community where it's like, oh, my God, like, you're going to see these people, like, blowing up that work on this show. Uh, you already have um, uh, Eric from the show uh, is uh, already uh, the new doctor. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know what the fuck Acid Butterfield is doing now, but it's funny because he originally was like the lead on that show. Oh. And then everybody else like has kind of surpassed him. I know um, that name. What else has he been in? Uh, I'm going to have to look. Because I heard that name. I'm just trying to remember what in the fuck I saw saw him in. Um, let's see. Asa Butterfield. What, what the fuck you been in? Uh, the kid looks... He was uh, in Ender's Game. He was the kid in that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Harrison, um, Harrison Ford. Well, Harrison Ford was in it. But yeah, yeah, but uh, Shudi Gatwa. Fucking mm. amazing uh, as the doctor already. Uh, I'm not even a Doctor Who fan. I mean, I, 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 Doctor Who's like, I'll watch it if it's on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to probably watch every episode that he's in. Oh, hell yeah. He's yeah. amazing. He's my favorite character on the show. Um, Emma Mackey was like the runner-up to play Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these people. Uh, Connor Swindles has a very major role in Barbie. Like, uh, a lot of these people that are in that show are going to blow up, and it's... Because, like, the cast and the writing are tremendous. Like, the only person in that show that was even remotely famous was Gillian Anderson. Oh, yeah. And she nails it, as always. Right. 
But then it's like the whole rest of the show, so good. I highly recommend it. Um, and, and, and you know, they do a lot of judging by the name of the show. They, they, <laughs> in the first season, yeah. sex position. Yeah. I mean, within the first five minutes, like the whole opening of the first episode is just a montage of a bunch of the characters fucking. <laughs> right? But then, like, it's real. like the writing is just right. really good and it goes into, like, these really good arcs. Um, to the point where by the end of last season, you really are like a lot of these characters needed another season to really breathe. Oh, um, but sex education, uh, you got, uh, it's over with now, but last kingdom. Oh yeah. And I haven't seen the movie yet. The last season sucked. The movie apparently redeems it. I, I haven't. I think Lauren was talking about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I still need to watch that. Um, I might do that tonight or tomorrow. Uh, but like nobody else would have done that shit. They would have been like, Oh, that season sucked. Well, they would have done what HBO did and been like, fuck off. It was great. (laughs) You know what you're talking about? Right. Adjust the settings on your TV. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, when I turn on Netflix, man, there's, there's something to watch. That's true. Yeah. Um, Black Mirror, which I need to get back into that. Yeah, and we got Stranger Things season five finally coming out. Yeah, I, I do think they are going to need to really focus on like growing some new stuff because everything that I've been raving about, mm-hmm. that shit's over with. Yeah, and that's kind of always been the thing about Netflix is chasing that next big thing. Yeah, you know, and that's going to always be their 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 game. And you know, they go sometimes they go quantity over quality, yeah. but. You know, if you give me 15 things and I like three of them, that's still fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Right. Over whatever Disney's doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're we going to see when it comes to Disney. They, they gave me Ahsoka, yeah. which I'm eternally thankful for. Yeah. Like, if they bought Star Wars and never gave me anything worth a fuck except for that. Right. It's worth $4 billion of somebody else's money to me. You know, I also this like I, over the next few days I'll be watching What If and man I swear to God, if this season isn't a banger I'll be very disappointed. I think the I I, I looked at a few scores mm-hmm. for the first episode and it seems like it's all right. Okay, it's been getting good good scores. Uh, it's like uh, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? Mm. So I mean she probably be dead when Thanos raises it. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think it takes place in like the Guardians of One era. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, you got anything else, man, before we uh, take this uh, one we, we We ain't been talking about Aquaman for a minute now. So. Oh, yes. We were talking about Aquaman. Um, uh, a, 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 a whimper to end the dying DCEU. Uh, this movie should have been a death rattle for that, and it could even get that right. Um. I'll be honest, after this movie, I really don't even want to see Jason Momoa as Lobo. Um, I didn't really have any interest in Lobo to begin with. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, folks. <laughs> well, damn, there you have it. Uh, so uh, so mid that homie Caleb doesn't even want to see Jason Momoa be Lobo. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've said all I can say on this matter. And if you guys want to hear us talk more about the end of the uh, the DCEU, we actually did an episode covering this a few months ago. So you guys should just go back and check that out. We did. And, uh, and then um, 
You know, uh, we also uh, did a 2023 end of the year review. That we did. So. That was also a very great episode. I, I need to finish editing that so I finally put it on this podcast as well. Uh, but you guys can check the video out on YouTube under uh, Entertainment Evolved. And it is also on the, uh, uh, the, you have the audio up for that as well? I right. dropped, I dropped the edited audio to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I got the audio up for, for mine as well. Um, let me, let me double check that real quick, but I'm pretty sure that, uh, that I got that up. Yeah. So best and worst of 2023. Yeah. I have that up on audio too, but I, I think I sent you the edited audio. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to edit. Yeah. You shouldn't have to edit. Yeah. Uh, Which is even better. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, since we're talking about things we recently did, uh, you should oh. definitely not check out the Star Wars Holiday Special, but you should check out our review, and if you are even remotely thinking about watching it, don't go on YouTube on under Entertainment Evolved and listen to our review there. I actually have the special with no sound playing in the background. So while we talk shit about it, <laughs> you can see some of what we're talking about and not waste your time watching it. Oh my god! Yeah, the fucking I got PTSD from from that fucking atrocity of a movie. And I, special, I was not worried about copyright violation because that would mean Disney would have to admit they own it, <laughs> and they will not do it. The whole special with the audio is on YouTube. Holy and shit. Disney won't strike you. Yeah. Because they'd have to admit that they yeah. own the shit. They're like, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Who who's is that? Yeah. Ain't us. Yeah. So uh yeah, I, I that was an amazing episode. I've been told by several people that it's uh it's a very fun episode to to listen to. It was not <laughs> it was not fun to be there for the actual <laughs> Yeah, no copious amounts of alcohol could make that movie tolerable. Uh yeah, it was uh it was a rough go, but the episode, the episode was great. Yeah. Um, but man, the process to get to the episode, that shit was rough. Pain. Holy shit. Uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, that is on, on this platform. And that's what me, Caleb said, he has it up across several places. For the love of God, don't watch the special. <laughs> don't, don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, is this our last episode before the homie awards? It is. Yeah. Well, Go vote, folks. This is going to be monumentous. Yes. This is the most prestigious award show there is. Yes. Yours truly will be there uh, along with the homie Oz to uh, to help out with the hosting duties this year. Our powers combined, we can fill in for Kevin. Uh, and uh, we're going to also, I think, have to drink twice the alcohol. Yes. <laughs> uh, easily. So, you know, uh, the good news is the... The, the onus is not on us this year to determine the winners. It is up to all of you. Yeah. So get your voting in. Uh, yeah, but that's going to be it for this one. Uh, this has been uh, another really, really fun episode here. Um, I wish that the subject matter was uh, of, of better quality, of, of harder stock, but such is life. Uh DCEU, we'll see you on the next go-around. Homies, we'll see you guys again soon for the Homies Award. But until then, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And I'm Superhero Homie Caleb.